0: This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast.
1: Well, good morning, church. Man, it is so good to be with you. It does my soul so good to be in this room with you singing the praises of God and so thankful for the Lord, the way he pours out his mercy, the way he pours out his spirit in this place. Welcome. Uh, My name is Freddie T. I'm the pastor here at Real Life. I'm so glad you are here. We want to connect with you, so I invite you to grab a connect card, fill out however much of this you're comfortable with. There's a place for prayer requests on the back. Um, And uh, if you're a little more digital than uh, analog, then you can uh, text mission to 97000 right now on your phone text mission to 97000 and a menu will come up and you can take any step here at real life just by texting mission to 97000 or filling out a connect card. You can drop it in the offering box uh, on your way out. Um, if you came prepared to give this morning, you can drop a gift in the offering box, or you can text MISSION to 97000, and uh, a menu will come up, and you can easily uh, take care of that this morning. Uh, it's an exciting morning for us, because we get to hear from some of our mission partners, and so let me just tell you a couple of things that uh, that are happening. Many of you know Lex and Shelly Reed, and uh, you may or may not know uh, that Lex has accepted a position uh, in upstate New York to direct a ministry uh, that that serves international pastors, that garners prayer support and financial support for these pastors, and um, and so they actually have one of their first pastors since Lex has taken the job, one of their first pastors visiting from Ghana, Africa. Pastor Alex, I got to meet and pray with him this morning. Lex, Shelley, Pastor Alex, would you guys just stand, just so we can uh, recognize you guys and celebrate what God's doing in your life? Um, <laughs> so glad you're here, brother. Um. Lex and Shelley have been a dear part of our church family, so it's bittersweet because they'll be making the move to upstate New York this calendar year. Um, but we love you guys, and uh, and are thankful for your obedience to the Lord Jesus. Uh, this morning, um, we get to hear from a couple of our mission partners, uh, Jacob and Devin Miller, uh, who leads uh, because he loves uh, and. Um, they've their their base is in Zimbabwe, but they're going to share with us perhaps this morning. Their dream is to their next phase will likely lead them to Morocco. I don't want to steal their thunder, but they're going to come in just a moment. Um, if you've been in real life long, you've you've heard from them before. So this is going to be a great. Uh, And they've got a little something special to tell us that's happened to them uh, in recent months. Um, And then we're going to get to hear from uh, Sarah Hendricks, who is the head of school, the founder of Chapel Hill Christian Academy. And it is such a a joy for our school. I heard the shout outs. It's It's such a joy for our church to get to partner with that school. Now, there's lots of Christian schools in town, so you may think, well, how do we hone it in on one? That's a really good question, but there's a principle, a leadership principle that we that guides us, and it's do for one what you wish you could do for all. Do for one what you wish you could do for all. You know, there's several organizations in town that work with the, the homeless, that feed the homeless, and so it's hard to partner with all those organizations, but for us, we want to do for one what we could do for all. And a a special little nugget of trivia is Sarah grew up right across the street from the land that our church has purchased. Um, So it just feels good to partner with a local girl and what God is doing. And then lastly, uh, it's brand new. So we love leaning into kingdom entrepreneurial endeavors to help things get started. Um, So Jacob and Devin are going to come share first. You guys come on up. Um, You guys warmly welcome Jacob and Devin Miller.
0: Good morning. It is very good to be with you all this morning.
2: Good morning, church. Man, it is an honor to be here. Um, I think back to, man, it's 2018, beginning of 2018, summer 2018, having some meetings as the core group, being able to pray for this right here, for some of the faith see that are still here, I thank God that you're still here. And the faces I see that I don't recognize, it is amazing to be able to see an answer to prayer. Um, So just, it is an honor for us to be here. Um, Being able to see all the kids from D-Now, being able to commit their lives to Christ, um, setting themselves apart for ministry, the baptisms. I mean, God is doing a work here in Sango. Um, And so we just thank God for that. Um, so like Freddie T said, my name is Jacob. This is my wife, Devon. Um, we have a two-month-old baby at home that my parents are watching, and we thank God for those parents. Um, her name is Pearl, and she is such a joy um, and just a blessing for us, um, and that's something we could testify about all day. But um, like Freddie T said, we're part of a ministry called Because He Loves, um, and we are primarily operating in Bulawayo, Zimbabwe. Um, our organization began about eight years ago. Um, my wife and her best friend began the organization, um, and it was to work with the homeless guys in Zimbabwe. And I'll just um, reference a scripture real quick um, in Acts chapter Acts chapter ten. Peter has this vision, and he sees a sheet being dropped over the four corners of the earth, and there's all these beasts in the sheet, and God tells him, do not call common what I have called clean. And all of us are benefits of that, beneficiaries of that today, not just because of bacon becoming clean, and we can now consume pork, um, which, praise God for that. Um, but beyond that, Peter is driven to share what he saw. And he goes and he begins to share, and he says in Acts chapter 11, verses 28... You yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to to associate with or to visit anyone of another nation, but God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. And our boys in Zimbabwe are culturally deemed unclean. They are viewed as cursed, rejected, the scum of the earth, and it is to see God's heart here, whether in Zimbabwe or here or in Ghana or wherever it is that the Lord has us, that there is not a hierarchy of individuals. But God says, do not call common what I have called clean. And he commissions us to go and share the good news with those people. And so that is kind of the heart of our ministry. Um, We are primarily church planters among the least of these, um, specifically in Zimbabwe. um, And we'll share how God is opening up doors um, in just a couple of moments. Um, But that is our heart, is to plant churches among those um, who do not have access to the church.
0: And just a little bit of a a testimony. Uh, My husband and I, we've been here in the States on furlough and then to have our baby um, but we're still very much involved in the ministry in Zimbabwe. And we, we left in the throes of COVID um, to come back to the States. And one way um, that we've really seen the Lord moving is the fact that in Zimbabwe, we were no longer to, able to meet within the four walls of the church. The church had to shut down. Um, and so that forced us to go out, and it forced us to go into the camps where we were invited, where our guys were living. Um, and we had frequently visited them, but never had the opportunity to preach, to to actually have these church plants where they live. And it expanded our borders more than we could ever imagine. And in that, um, we have been able to have access to a whole different group of guys, the guys that would hide um, for legal reasons because they have committed crimes and are, are wanted. Um, we've been able to get into those camps and to share the gospel, um, which has changed their lives. I mean, the power of Christ to forgive us of everything that we've ever done change their lives and this year we um, have actually had to walk through loss with our guys with two of them passing away uh, due to complications of health issues and a myriad of reasons Um, but because we have been able to preach the gospel we have been able to baptize them we know without a shadow of a doubt that they're saved Two guys who have, like, one of them specifically that I'm thinking of, he had been a part of the ministry for five years rejecting the gospel, rejecting the gospel, saying, we're, you know, we're great people, but he couldn't believe in the Lord. Like, he couldn't believe that Jesus would die for him. Up until the very end, God pursued his heart. And we had one of our local staff actually with him the day that he died. And the, our local staff testified to the fact that this boy received Christ at the very end. And it just shows you the faithfulness of God, that he's going to pursue us until the very end. And that's what our ministry does, is we pursue these guys. We, we chase them down uh, with love. And we are just so thankful that Christ does the same thing in us. Um, And so that's just a, a couple of ways that we have really seen the Lord work is the fact that we are now ministering to the guys who would otherwise feel a little bit unclean to come and step foot into the church. We're able to go out and access them. And we have seen, I mean, we have a church filled with murderers, rapists, and thieves and thugs and all of them, and they are coming to know the Lord because because Christ says they're clean, that they're not too far gone, and so that's just a way that we've seen the Lord work recently within Bulawayo, Zimbabwe.
2: Yeah, and and with that, we saw that God, in His sovereignty and His providence, allowed how we operated to require less hands, Um, how we were operating before of having a daily drop-in center required a lot of staff and volunteers and involvement. But with COVID and having that shut down and and having church services operate on Sunday, it freed Devin and I up to start praying about what does it look like to expand and replicate what we have going on in Zimbabwe to reach the lost. Um, Because we were able to see the church planning efforts be sustainable and the whole time we've been back on furlough it's only continued to flourish it's only continued to grow and we were able to be like we don't have to be there to see it through it's god's ministry it's god's churches it's god's boys and he will be the one to allow it to carry on and so in in being back we've been praying a lot about expanding um and the lord continues to highlight morocco um, and, and southern spain in that area um, there are a lot of migrants that end up in that area hoping to get into Europe and get stuck in that, um, in that place. And so our heart is to, to go into um, to Morocco and be able to plant churches among people that are in a country that's not their own, they can't go back to their home country because they've been rejected, um, and to allow God to use us in whatever way he sees fit. And so practically, we want real life to be able to join with us in prayer Um, We are fully stepping out of the boat into the seas and we just need our eyes to be on Jesus and not into the waves crashing around us and allow him to guide our steps and we just follow him wherever he leads. So we want you guys to pray with us um, that God would open the right door We step out in faith to what God has for us next. We also pray, I mean, we're going back overseas with a baby for the first time, and that's going to be a major transition, And so please pray with us uh, as we navigate that. I mean, making it to church on time today was a task, <laughs> so I can only imagine internationally traveling and going into a new country, um, and then I would say finally would be language training. Um, there are about four different languages spoken in the region that we're looking at going to, not including the languages of the migrants. And so we wanna be able to have wisdom uh, and knowledge in learning those languages. Um, And we don't want there to be anything to withhold the gospel being presented. Um, And so if that means we work hard at language training, uh, then we will do it. Um, And so I would say those are some practical ways that we would love to invite you guys into what we do. Um, We are not, exclusive like we need you guys real life is a part of our hearts uh real life is my home church uh and it is a it's a privilege to be able to join with you guys um and welcome you into our ministry in our world Um, and we just celebrate what god is doing globally so thank you guys so much for having us
0: yes thank you and Practically, Do we're going we um, to go back to oh, Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe first. first. Okay. So, we will be meeting, from like the 12th to together.
3: 6th of March and or so. And, and, we're, go and so so we're going to Zimbabwe as our base. And then we're going to take a busy trip up to. Chapel Hill started as just a dream. It was something that God put on my heart a little over two years ago now. So, you can be praying with us. And truly, we are so grateful for you guys and being Mm -hmm. able to know your teachers and your students on a deeper level I think the students interact differently with one another too as they share prayer requests and they talk about things and they um, celebrate those joys and and those praises together I think think it creates a different kind of bond between the students
0: I wish that I could capture that moment and just drag everybody in on a Friday when we have worship, but it's essentially, it's a light in the darkness. Hearing them sing and worship the Lord and then prayer, both of those two times, they're probably my favorite um, in the whole day.
2: are so
0: tender and authentic because they're praying for their moms and their dads and their dogs and their cats and their lizards. They're praying
2: for me. They
3: pray for me every day. The children, seeing them mature and grow not just with mathematics or reading fluency, but also in their knowledge of what it is to lead well and what it is to be gentle and kind and loving. Chapel Hill started as just a dream. It was something that God put on my heart a little over two years ago now. One of the things that I love most about the school is the teachers he brought here, the students he brought on a here, the families he brought here. Because I think that the is what students interact help. differently with one another too, as they share prayer requests and they talk about things and they um, celebrate those joys and those praises together. I think it creates a different kind of bond between the students. I wish that I could capture that moment and just
0: drag everybody in on a Friday when we have worship, but it's essentially, it's a light in the darkness. Hearing them sing and worship the Lord and then prayer, both of those two times, they're probably my favorite um, in the whole day. Are so tender and authentic because they're praying for their moms and their dads and their dogs and their cats and their lizards. They're praying for me. They pray for me every day.
3: The children, seeing them mature and grow not just with mathematics or reading fluency, but also in their knowledge of what it is to lead well and what it is to be gentle and kind and loving. One of the things that I love most about the school is the teachers he brought here, the students he brought here, the families he brought here, because that is what makes Chapel Hill. Good morning. Hello. I love watching that video and just seeing the faces that God brought to Chapel Hill. I want to introduce myself. My name is Sarah Hendricks, and I'm just one of the people God chose to start Chapel Hill. And I have this opportunity of sharing our school story with you today. And it's always such an honor to get to do this because what I'm going to share is so far beyond what Sarah could have done. And so I pray that you just see the Lord's hand in this and that he gets the glory because this school is, I'm just in awe of it. And I hope that that never goes away, right? Of just being like, gosh, you did that. And so this school that you just got to see a little bit of a picture of is um, a story of God's faithfulness. It's a story of his love. And uh, like Freddie T said, I've grown up here in Clarksville, I've been here my whole life, and I was born and raised in our school system and had an incredible education. I even went on to teach for 12 years, and throughout the last couple years I was with the school system, I just kept thinking, gosh, I wish these kids could open their Bibles in class. I wish I didn't feel risk in praying with my students And as the Lord began to stir that on my heart, it was in July of 2019 when I remember journaling and thinking, how cool would it be to start a Christian school? And I was like, God, that is such a good idea. Somebody should do that. And um, I was like, I will support them and I will go work there. And um, because I'm going to be super honest with you, it felt way too big of a task for me. Someone who had never been a principal someone who didn't know how to run an entire building, who am I to go and start a school? And so for about six months, I really wrestled with that, and I could feel that I wasn't in line with what God was calling me to do. Have you ever felt that nudge, and you're like, I know, I know, but I'm waiting for the right time, or I'm waiting for all the answers, or I'm waiting for all the the people to line up and the place to line up, and God said, don't you trust me, And so that trust that the Lord had built with me started in 2016 when we lost my sister unexpectedly. And many of you know my sweet sister Shay and the story of her battle with cancer. And through that, the Lord changed my heart and my relationship with him. At that time, I felt like I was checking all the boxes and I was going to church and I was supporting her through her treatments and her chemo. And that was hard because she had always eaten so healthy and done all the right things, right, and she had just had her baby, and so to see that walk of my sister and the struggle that she had to have to hold her baby and feed her while she did her treatments, it was a very hard time for our family, and so that summer of 2016, um, She was deemed cancer-free, and we were so excited And uh, because the type of cancer she had had was a very rare type that only about 100 women in the year get 100. So they didn't know a whole lot about it. But when she uh, had her scans and she was clear, we went to the beach, and we had this awesome celebration. We were so excited. And it was in between those two scans, she had to wait three months, that the cancer came back so aggressively and killed her. We had no idea. And so that was really hard. And I walked through a time of, but God, we prayed for this. And she trusted you. And so that through the healing that I've been in and over the past six years now, the Lord has been filling those holes with his love and his mercy and his grace. Because I'll be honest with you, I I tried to fill all those holes with other things like staying busy and going to school and my kids. And it always brought me back to him. And so through that next three years, I just spent intentional time with the Lord. And something we talk about is delighting ourselves with the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And to be honest with you, I never dreamed I was going to grow up and start a school. But it was in that intentional time with the Lord that I was working on healing the holes of grief that he began to strengthen our relationship and our bond. And I, I came to him as my father and my friend And so through that time, I trusted him because he would trust me with a little and see if I would be obedient with that and trust me with a little bit more. And are you obedient with that? And so then when this task came, I was like, you better not leave me, Lord, because I don't know how I'm going to do this. And, And he didn't. And the Lord just provided step after step after step. And so in January of 2020, I put my resignation in. And I was like, I'm gonna start a school. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know any answers, but I trust in the who rather than the what and the how and all the answers. And so that March, we launched the website, and I casted this vision for this school where children could open their Bibles in class and they could learn scripture and they would have a creation based biblical science book and they would be able to sing and praise the Lord together. And so I was on cloud nine. Right. So I launched it on like a Thursday or Friday. And that next week is when COVID hit. And I was like, "Okay, it's fine. No big deal. Um, Lord, I don't know if you know this, but I'm trying to start your school. Right. And so how am I going to start a school now? Because schools are shutting down and people are losing their jobs. And so you can tell this was like a roller coaster of a of a month. And the Lord just kept saying, just trust me, just trust me. And so one of the teachers in that video was Miss Tucker. And she, I knew she and her, she and I would start and we'll just get a kindergarten going and it'll be great. We'll just, we'll see what we can do. And it's so beautiful because the same way the Lord used Shay's death and he used a really dark time and pulled something beautiful out of that. He did the same thing through this pandemic, and he pulled something so beautiful, full of light, out of a really dark time. And it's crazy because all of the families that would come, they trusted in this. It didn't exist yet. All we had was a website. I had some pictures taken of my children on our, on our farm because I, that was the vision of what I could see Chapel Hill would be someday. But there was a special step of obedience. Not, not only me, but every family that would come to join God was preparing this place for their hearts. God was preparing this place for their families. He knew we would need this before we ever even did. He was working on it years in advance. And so it just blows me away to think about the awe and the intimacy and the knowledge God has on each one of your hearts to know, I'm gonna create a space for your baby. I'm gonna make a place for your family. And so throughout the the pandemic, We were launching a school, and we ended up opening our doors August of 2020 with 120 students, pre-K-3 through fifth grade, with multiple classes, and many of you were a part of that. And so I still look back on that day, and I'm like, how in the world did we do that to create a school during that time? And so we would go throughout our first year, and um, construction was a little delayed and so we ended up having to start down at First Baptist for a few months, but that's okay. The Lord provided and giving us a space. We went over to Living Hope, and that's where we have our school right now. And it's just incredible to see the families that God's brought to the school. It's a ministry. We've got families um, from 32 different churches that come to Chapel Hill, which I think is such a beautiful picture of his love. I think it's also beautiful that there are families that don't have a church home. There are families who don't know the Lord yet. And so what a ministry to have these babies come home to mama and daddy and sing their songs and share their verses. And so I just wanted to share with you today the story of Chapel Hill and what God is doing. Here we are getting ready for our third year and we're doubling in our location. We've grown to 176 students and looking to add another grade level next year. And people always ask me, what are, what's the vision for Chapel Hill? What are you gonna do? And so we're growing. We, this is a God-sized dream. Um, and so our vision is to be pre-K 12 through, uh, or P-K, pre-K through 12th grade by 2027. And why 2027? That would be our current sixth graders, some of them who are in this room right now, that want to graduate from Chapel Hill, that want to continue being in this Christ-centered education. And so I wanted to share a couple of things with you. The sixth graders created a little calendar for the parents, but one of the pages that was on the back really got me when I, when I saw it. And it's just their prayers for the school. And so these are prayers that I would love to share with you all as we're partnering together. If real life could play, pray over these with us, because it's a, it's a big task set ahead of us. Um, I think about Moses when he sent the spies out to look into the promised land. And they came back with a lot of hard giants, a lot of hard challenges, a lot of bad news. But it was their perspective. The Lord had promised that to them. And so now as we're looking to build Chapel Hill, construction is expensive, land is expensive, that's going to be really hard. But the Lord has provided, and he has been so faithful to us. And so some of their, their prayers is, my prayer for Chapel Hill is that we will show our love for God and be able to tell others about him. My prayer is that we will find land and we'll be able to build our own building. My prayer for Chapel Hill is that we can continue special things we do here at any location we go to. I hope we're able to carry our unique moments with God and each other. My prayer for Chapel Hill is that we stay a school that worships the Lord. Our children meet with the Lord every single morning. And that's the name of Chapel Hill. I'm not a big Tar Heels fan. My husband is. But chapel and hill are two different meanings. Chapel... We are going to set the priority in meeting with the Lord every single morning. And that's so important for the students, but it's even more important for our faculty and staff too. These teachers who are pouring into the students all day long for them to be rooted in the Lord when they start their day. It changes your whole day. Another one is my prayer is that we'll be able to build the school so more kids can learn about Jesus. And it's just that simple. So that's our heart and that's our hope for Chapel Hill is that this school can be a ministry, can be a light. That's the name of that's the meaning of hill, that we can be a city on a hill. And so I just want to say thank you all because inside of this room right now, there are so many grandparents, parents, students of Chapel Hill, but also people who just believe in Christian education. And so would you please just continue to pray for us because that's one of the places Satan would love to attack is our youth and their love for the Lord. And so we are fighting for them every single day and pouring him into them. So I just want to say thank you, and uh, we love you too. Thanks.
1: I want to invite uh, Pastor Alex and Lex and Shelly, if you guys would come up. We just want to pray for you guys. I want to invite our elders and all of our community group hosts and facilitators to come forward. Sarah, would you come and stand up? Would you guys stand right up here in the front? And just line up, and uh, all of our elders and our community group hosts and facilitators, would you guys just come up and surround uh, these mission partners? Um, And uh, we just want to have a time of prayer for you guys. You've asked for prayer. It's the simplest and most powerful thing uh, that we can do. Uh, Ten percent of everything that we give at Real Life goes to missions. Uh, And so uh, the more you give, the more we're able to support mission partners like this. So thank you for your generous giving and um, would you church family would you just join us in prayer uh as our uh as our elders our worship team's going to come and uh and just help shepherd us into these next few moments but but what our elders and community group hosts and facilitators just um lead some prayers and church family if you just want to lift up a hand and you too voice prayers right right where you're sitting for these um, awesome uh, missionary partners
0: thank you for listening we trust that god is stirring something special in your heart today We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real, keep it Jesus.